welcome, all you mess heads out there. It's the season two finale of this wedded mess. Yes, yes, we did it. We did it, y'all. We made it to December. All the way to the finale. I'm Trish, happily married, stay-at-home mom, living in the trenches of middle age, high anxiety, and the lower class. How are ya? As you know, we call it this wedded mess because life does require a lot of paper towels. Y'all, it's it's episode 10. It's the finale of season two. Holy smokes. And as always, as you know, we appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram because that's where you're going to find us the most for the next little bit. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Coming soon. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Couple of just final, final touches. Little last last minute to-dos, but I'm ready and I love life. I love being done ahead of time. It's not a braggy thing, okay? It's not a braggy thing. It's that this never happens thing. So I've got to, you know, make that clarification. I'm I'm ready for it. I am I am here for the lights and and the trees and the smell of cookies and oh the movies and oh just the cold and just all of it all of it together. I'm not so much ready for my kids being home. I don't know. I mean, I was gonna get the toy over there, but you know, it gets wrapped up, and I, you gotta fill all the stockings up with candy canes. What else are you gonna do? And then Stan is trucks over there, and Rudolph, yeah. he's not coming over here because he's busy. I don't know what he's doing, but he's got his nose going on, and nobody know. wants to play with him. So I don't know. It could just be one of those nights. You know what I mean? I know, I know, and it's just twenty four seven of that. Just, just that. Oh, or, or actually, we've kind of taken a turn. It's a little less chatter and a little more, Mom, can I use your phone? Can I use your computer? Can I call so-and-so? Can I video chat? Can I Facebook? Can I FaceTime? Can I... Meanwhile, I'm sitting huddled in the corner with nothing to do, and all my devices are dead when I get them back. No, I I say that that's, that's only part of it. I literally, I am so excited to have my babies and snuggle with them and... Hopefully it gets cold enough, we turn on the fire and do the whole snuggle under a blanket and watch Christmas movies kind of thing. Except except uh, I kind of watched the best Christmas movies already this weekend and they were kind of in and out between calls, between their <laughs> multitude of contacts to make over the weekend. Also, my son's not as into the whole Christmas thing as much as my daughter. I mean, he's into it, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's... When the presents show up, he's there for it. But the preparation and the lights and all, he doesn't he doesn't want to decorate. He doesn't want to go look at lights. He, he's kind of like, show me the money, and then he's gone. <laughs> he's like my husband. He takes after my husband. See, here's the thing. I am like the Christmas spirit. I'm like Buddy the Elf, and I married Scrooge. Bah humbug. We have actually this hat years ago. 
my mother-in-law found this hat at a garage sale. <laughs> and it's like this red velvety with the white, but it says Bah Humbug. <laughs> There's been nothing more perfect in his wardrobe ever. He's just not into it. I've tried to convert him. And he enjoys that we enjoy it, and he tries not to be a poopy head. He'll he'll be the first to tell you, like, he doesn't want to ruin our fun. He takes us driving. He he drives so my daughter and I can look at lights. <laughs> and my son's back there. I think he secretly enjoys it. He's got to, right? I don't know. They're just, they're growing up too fast. And, oh, it's just, it's all changing. My son's Christmas list this year was more games like just little you know little games for the switch versus these big packages of toys and and it's just a little less satisfying to wrap it and look at like what he's getting because it's like oh my gosh this looks like nothing but I mean this this is what happens when they start to get older everything gets smaller and three times the price and then I'm like you want what for Christmas I have none to give Oh, but my daughter, she's still she's still pretty big into toys, and uh, but she did ask for a lot more like movies and books and other kind of things. So she's moving along too. It's it's wild. I went shopping with Grandma this last week, and yeah, the cart looked a whole lot different. But you know what? Grandma took it in stride. She was like, "I I, I realize, I know," which I kind of thought it shocked me actually. I really thought she'd have a harder time with it. And want to, are you sure we shouldn't get a huge Nerf gun or something? And she was cool. She was like, well, this is the age. I was like, what? You're not allowed to be the understanding one. That's my job. So here's a really super fun thing about Christmas. Right after Christmas in January, it's my daughter's birthday. In February, it's my son's birthday. And I am wiped out financially. And I'm all. I have none to give. I have a none to give. They wipe us out for the entire year, right there. I have none to give. No more, kids. No more. Don't ask for a thing until November 1st is when I allow Christmas lists and Christmas shopping to start. Speaking of shopping with my mother-in-law, there are definitely advantages to both doing your shopping online and in the store. So I am a proponent of always doing all kinds of shopping online. I hate going to the store. I hate driving there. I hate parking. I hate putting on the clothes. I hate walking around. I hate it all. I hate it all. And you know what I hate most actually is the fact that when I do, they're usually out of it or there's like such a scrawny little selection. Online? Oh, you don't have what I need? store? Well, I'll go over to this website and then I'll go over to this website and that's just fine. I move not to muscle. Plus indoor, like when you have to go in store shopping, you know, you get distracted. You see things that uh, were not intended. Now that actually kind of happens online too, but more so in store. You, you run into, you have to feel all the soft blankets and we really didn't need a blanket, but this is too good to pass up because it's so battery soft. That's my HSN talk coming out. (laughs) There's just a lot of distractions in store. But now the upside to going in store is that you can actually see how big things are or how they actually feel. 
And because that's never a good surprise when you order something and you're pumped for it and you get it. And it's like, oh, this is kind of this is small. I didn't realize it was going to be this small or this big or this not buttery soft. It's a little scratchy. Never. That's not a good surprise. So, you know, there's there's definitely upsides, downsides to both. Plus, I think it's way easier to just, you know, when other people are buying for my kids, just send them a link. Here you go. Click and click and done. It's all done. Just send it to my house. I'll wrap it. Done. You know what I think is really cool about this year is there's no Christmas parties to dodge. (gasps) Yay. Now, truth be told, I don't get invited to a ton of Christmas parties. But every year, you know, my husband's work does something and we never go. I mean, we, we don't go. If we're going to have to cash in a night of babysitting with the in-laws, I'm not wasting it on a work Christmas party. No, thank you. But, you know, in the days of COVID, we're not gathering. Or we are, but we're all lying about it and we're not supposed to. You know how that goes. Groups aren't really doing the whole organized Christmas party stuff this year. And that's just fine. So enjoy that. But, you know, if you're into it, I could see where that would be kind of a bummer. Let's talk Christmas cards for a second. Uh, I, I grew up where everybody sent a card. Okay, everybody sent a card. And my mother sent a card to everybody on the planet, seemed like. And uh, as I got older, I grew up, you know, thinking that was what you do. Except something changed. I don't know. It's We don't really send them out anymore. We don't get a lot. I, I enjoy it when I get them. And I always feel pressure to immediately send them a card back if... I haven't. I really was kind of a card sender up until a few years ago, I think. I don't even honestly remember. I don't know. Yeah, 40 going to get you. Uh, it kind of goes from, okay, I got to send a card to everybody. Everybody, because I got to get a card. To, well, did they send me a card last year? Because if they did, then I'll send them one. And then it turns into, well, I'll just send people cards after I get a card from them this year. And then it just kind of goes to, I'm done with cards. It just turned into like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So that's where we are on the Christmas cards. I've always wanted to do the whole family photo Christmas card and send out. I think those are lovely. For whatever reason, we've not ever done it. And dang it, bucket list for 2021, photo Christmas card. But then I got to send them out and then people will be like, well, you're just sending me a Christmas card to show off your fancy photo card. And then I'll be like, yeah. And then they'll be all, well, we didn't do that. Some people, especially older people, they, they feel jilted when you don't send them a Christmas card. That's kind of sad because this just isn't a really a Christmas card sending world anymore, I don't think. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's my crew that that I've got in my life but I just don't feel like as a whole like Christmas cards are a dying thing does anybody's family or friends do like a Christmas newsletter I've never done that I when I was younger I used to think it was really cool now I think it's probably the most obnoxious thing ever just because they're usually so like full of I don't know like braggy sounding what would anybody's 2020 Christmas newsletter sound like? It would sound like a therapy session. And I'd be like, I don't need this. I got my own problems. I don't need you 
updating me on your problems. Oh, look, but that's what I do with you guys every week. Ah! <laughs> oh, wrong sound. <laughs> well, you just can't talk about Christmas without talking about traditions. Now, growing up, we didn't really have any Christmas traditions. I mean, it was just pretty basic. It was like, go see Santa, put our lights up on the tree, make some cookies maybe. That was about it. So back when I got pregnant, I told Mark, I said, we need to make like a Christmas tradition. And so we tried to like force this thing. There, there's a, a town a couple hours away that has this huge Christmas festival every year. And I was like, let's take the kids there. Granted, we had none yet, just one in my belly. And um, But we're going to take the kids there every year. That'll be like our thing. And then and they can see Santa there and we see the lights and it's, it'd be like a whole thing. Mark, he really did. He, he humored the idea and he took us a couple times until a few years later, my then two-year-old daughter was scared to death of fireworks, was colder than snot than we're used to. And we had to walk and walk. And walk like we had to park practically three miles from where we were going to actually be just walking around. Okay. It was like a walk to the walk. Anyway, (laughs) plus it was crowded and old Ebenezer doesn't like any crowds. So uh, we kind of said chill on this. Maybe, maybe another time. Well, we never did make it back and it's okay. It's okay. That was, that was our attempt at a tradition, but, um, so after that really didn't work out, I said, okay, okay, let's simplify things. Let's, uh, let's make our thing. Oh, I was so excited. Let's go look at Christmas lights. Okay. So everybody, uh, gets in the car. We're bundled up. I make hot cocoa for everyone and put it in little thermoses for them. And, oh, let's go drive around looking lights, right? You know, dad's driving, just humoring me in this. I'm enjoying it, except... Now my kids are in the back going, this hot cocoa is disgusting. Ew, I don't like the marshmallows. Ew, this one's all gross and gunky at the bottom. I'm bored. I don't want to look at these lights anymore. Let's go home. I want to play Pokemon. And I was like, (laughs) again, another failed Christmas loving moment. So now the tradition is basically fighting until Christmas Day. And then we have presents to open and then we go back to it. What tends to complicate things a little further is when one or all of your children no longer believe in Santa. And that makes mommy so sad. But here's a more accurate description of what's happening here with us. One, obviously, no, Santa's not real, doesn't believe. The Christmas spirit and magic is gone in that one. Lost cause, we're moving on. We're going to focus on the other. No, I'm kidding. And the other one knows Santa's not real, but she chooses to stay in the magic. And that makes my heart sing. Even though she knows Santa's not real, she believes. Even though she knows Santa's not real, she talks about Santa and she writes notes to Santa and we have to leave out the cookies and milk for Santa. She's well aware 
and her brother takes every opportunity to correct her and let her know that he is not coming. There's no fake fat man in our chimney. But I love that our daughter is choosing. She's choosing to keep the magic of Christmas in her heart. And I think she's only known for a year or two the the truth. And my son has known for probably three years now. <sighs> that was a hard moment too when they when they learn or somebody tells them at school or whatever it is, however they find out. That's hard to navigate because then they're like, you are a liar, mom. It's like, no, it's it's the magic of Christmas. No, you're a liar. And it seems like making Christmas special is so friggin' expensive. And something this year is really tugging at me. It's just like, I just want to focus on the baby Jesus. Like, yes, I love the lights and all the, the Christmas hoopity hoobla. He is, after all, the reason for the season. As I said earlier, the children will be home for a couple of weeks. This year will be shorter than last. Last year, they had like three and a half weeks for just for Christmas break. It was wild. I little did I know. <laughs> three months later, oh, they're done for the year. But anyway, we're not going to... Uh, mm. Please take my children back January. I mean, worst case scenario, they do have to stay home. Hey, they're going to be prepared now, now that they're getting their big time push mom and dad over the budget Christmas gifts. So, you know, we're prepared for the worst, hoping for the best, but I don't know. And I always feel so self-conscious about saying that because I love my children. It's not that I don't want them around. It's the fact that I need that I can't be their teacher. I can't even keep them on track with their school like that's it stresses me out because I take it so over seriously (laughs) they need to be in class I need them to be in class it's best for them and I cannot get a thing done as I've said a hundred times on this podcast the children around equals no one ever does anything productive it's so hard I, I end up getting so ragey and, uh, until the point I give up. I give up. I don't want to be short with my kids. I need time to do my stuff so that I can spend time with them being nice mom, not Jurassic mom. But with all of that being said, I am so ready for Christmas. We need something bright and merry and and just uh, the Christmas spirit to just heal us from this whole blasted 2020 plane crash. It just feels like 2020 took a massive dump on everybody's life. And then whoever is dumping, making the dump, is sitting there just lingering on the toilet with their, on their phone, watching TikTok videos for hours. They'd never get up. So... It's not flushing. It's just, get up, flush already. Let's start anew, shall we? Goodness, I can be graphic. I am so sorry if that offends you. But if it does, we're probably not going to get along. So just (laughs) turn it off. So Christmas will come. New Year's will come. And about two weeks after that, 
I'm turning 40. You may be young now, but 40 gonna get ya. I am so nervous. I act like you turn 40 and somebody comes and staples a tag to your ear or something. I, I know it's not that big of a deal, uh, but it freaks me out a little. I'm trying to embrace it. I have a fun shirt I'm going to wear that I found on Etsy. And that'll be nice. <laughs> it's just that psychologically, turning 40 is just such a... It's like you grow up and you always think 40 is so old. And then pretty soon you look at your husband and you're like, oh my God, you're 45. I'm married to a 45-year-old. And oh my God, you look down at yourself and you're like, I'm 39. When did this happen? When did A Christmas Story become like 40 years old? It really trips me out. I feel like a 40-year-old person would have their stuff together, would have a lot more self-discipline than I have and a lot more um, willpower than I have. I feel like a 40-year-old person kind of knows what they're doing when it comes to certain things like skincare or makeup or uh, exercise, anything that is like to, or cooking, a cooking. I still don't know what I'm doing in there. I, I don't know what I'm doing anywhere. I don't know what I'm doing in the shower. I don't know what I'm doing when I get the colors out of the boxes and I use the tools and I stick them on my face. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no skincare routine at this point. I'm, I'm a wash and go girl. And I need more. I need more. I need someone to sponsor me that's got a good tried and true skincare system because it's wrinkles, the the loss of collagen and elasticity, and my flapping cheeks here is really showing. But yeah, I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing at 40 years old. But on the other hand, I am going to be 40 and I care so much less of what people think than I used to. But it's okay. It's all right. Everything's going to be fine. Once I turn 40, it gets real. Like the move is going to set in. It's going to be time to start cleaning and packing and scheduling trucks and all of those wonderful things that are so incredibly stressful. 2021, I'm telling you, for us anyway, it's kind of looming. Like, it's going to be a heavy time. There's so much uncertainty, but I'm having faith because, I mean, what else can you do? I mean, faith is great and I believe in it and all of that, but literally, what else can you do unless you're going to stress yourself out and just be psychotic? There's nothing else you can do other than say, you know what? It'll be what it's going to be. We'll we'll see how, we'll do what we can. That's all we can do. And I mean, I'm already prepared that our entire, everything we do, every weekend, everything is going to revolve around the impending move. Uh, preparing for it, seeing, seeing what COVID is going to do, because that's going to affect an out-of-state move a lot in terms of jobs and housing and who's doing what. It It's going to be a whole thing. And then, oh, just... You know, <laughs> not being sure where you're going to move and are you going to like it and are you going to like the neighborhood and are you going to like the neighbors and are you going to like the school and oh, it's just, it's so much. It's going to be a whole thing, but it's also something we've wanted forever. It feels looming, but we're also incredibly hopeful and ready to take this on. It's just going to be a lot.
I want to thank y'all once again for listening to this wedded mess season two. This has been the finale. We did it. Uh, I don't know what is to come in terms of the podcast. I definitely want to come back. I just don't know when that'll be. I.e. all that I've just said. So in the meantime, please follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram. That was a weird lip thing. I did not fart in the microphone. I swear. I am wishing all of you mess heads a very Merry Christmas and Corona free New Year. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> no, really. I, I am really wishing you guys all the Christmas spirit and the jingle bells and the hot cocoa sugar plum visions in your head. Because we need Christmas. Christmas joy. <laughs> all right. Remember, everybody. The wise words, if your life wasn't a mess, you'd probably be dead. <laughs> see you on Facebook, see you on Instagram, and uh, see you when we, when we resurface. Hopefully coming from a new studio. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going to the great unknown. We've never heard this part of the music before. fantastical. All right, guys, I'm out. I'm out. Happy New Year. Later, later 2020. Bye, y'all. Merry Christmas.